This is the New Perspective Podcast with your hosts, Kyle Cable and Nate Clark. In this episode, we bring on Austin Seward, somebody who at age 15 started a landscaping company. He went on to sell that at 20, and then his sophomore year in college, he bought a duplex. That's right, a duplex sophomore year in college. Austin definitely has a new perspective on life. Take a listen as you're not going to want to miss out on this conversation. Yeah. Just trying to build a network for ourselves. And we, it was funny, we were talking to Dave Skogan and he had said, you know, this whole new perspective podcast thing could in a year not even be there anymore. Mm-hmm. But at the best thing, the best thing that could happen is you guys met people, you Absolutely. guys network and you have a bigger network because of it. And mm-hmm. your personal brand is a lot better than it was. Yep. Um, so yeah, it's a good excuse to talk to people and definitely excited that we got to yeah. have you on and talk to you here today. Um, Absolutely. Nate has some, some things, but you, so you started a landscaping business when you were 15, I sold did. when you were 20. You want to talk about that a little bit? Yeah, sure. Um, Basically, kind of all throughout high school, I, I mean, I, I guess when I was really young, I always loved to work, and my mom puts in videos, like old videos of me when I was little, and usually kids are playing in the sandbox and stuff like that, and I had a, a little pretend lawnmower, and I'd go <laughs> mow the lawn next to my dad, and uh, instead of playing in the sandbox, I'd go dig holes and do stuff like that. I just love to work, and I don't know what it is. That's just kind of in my blood. Uh, so throughout high school, I I was working for a, a snowmobile and motorcycle shop and doing details on bikes and sleds and stuff like that, getting paid minimum wage. Mm-hmm. Um, my manager would get mad when I'd go take the weekend to go snowmobiling. I'm 14 years old, you know. I'm I'm gonna take the weekend and go yeah. do what I want, yeah, exactly. making minimum wage. Right. And I just really didn't like somebody telling me how I have to build my schedule around them. <laughs> we think the same. It's <laughs> yeah. so funny that you say that. Yeah. Um, so I kind of started cutting grass on the side using my dad's mower and there was two, I had my first two accounts around Phantom Lake and McGuanago right next to each other. They actually started out as one and it was a friend of a friend. They live in Illinois. It's a rental property. They rent it out during the Mm -hmm. summer. So they're not coming up there all the time. They need somebody Mm -hmm. to take care of it. So I did. They paid me 30 bucks to cut the grass. I used their mower and then the neighbor came over and I started cutting theirs. And then the other neighbor came over and I started doing a little landscaping, some mulch and uh, stuff like that for them. And I thought, well, might as well. There's just, something here, yeah. There's something here. Um, my uncle, who owned a landscaping company when he was mm-hmm. younger, for a long time, uh, when he st- we started talking about price and what I'm charging, and he's like, you need to be charging a lot more. And I'm like, no, nobody's gonna, nobody's gonna pay that. And it's pretty amazing what you can charge landscaping. Not ripping people off, but that's right. just what the market is. Mm-hmm. Um, you can go make two, three grand in a day. Mm-hmm. Um, there's not many. You got to work your butt off for it. Oh yeah. But there's not many other things that will, will pay you that good of money without that much training. You don't have to go to school. I mean, without somebody telling you what to do on a right, day-to-day basis. Right. Yeah, I agree 100. Um, I was working way more than I was working at my previous yeah. job. It's not you. The amount of time you're working is a lot more, but it's on your own terms. And I really, really enjoyed it. I uh, made enough that I was able to pay for school and uh, sell it and purchase the duplex that I bought uh, my sophomore year in college. So, so that's probably mm-hmm. what we're going to move into next. Mm-hmm. You know, when you, I think you had invited me to like your page that you just started and stuff like that. Um, and when I saw it, I kind of started going through it and looked in the bio. And then I was reading through it. And I'm like, oh, like, this guy seems pretty successful. Then all of a sudden I read like, 
purchase duplex sophomore year in college. I'm like, mm-hmm. all right, I need to message this guy. This kind of like is a different perspective, different mindset. You don't see this all the time. Like we need to talk to this guy on our podcast. Yeah. Um, so that's when I reached out. But so talk about kind of how that all came about. How did you, how did you obtain that, you know, at such a young age? Sure. Um, I knew I kind of wanted to move on from the college life. Um, I really enjoyed living with my roommates before and we had a really good time, but living with five other guys, it was fun, but I was ready to move on. Uh, wasn't really sure what I wanted to do. I know I didn't want to go kind of the same thing of working for yourself. I didn't want to be paying somebody else's mortgage. I might as well as a first time home buyer, you can get three and a half percent down on a place, which is what I did. Um, I didn't have a ton of money to put down, but you don't need a ton of money for your first home. Um, so I lived in a duplex, and I bought I, I bought the duplex. I'm living in the top. I got a roommate, and I'm renting out the bottom, so I'm living for free. There's the, the numbers just work, you yeah. know. Mm-hmm. Um, rather than going paying five six hundred bucks a month for rent and uh, paying paying your landlord's mortgage. Yeah. I so, think so. When I talk to because I have a roommate um, who's who's looking to kind of get into that. His mom actually owns a ton of properties, uh, local properties for she rents out to college students. Yeah, and. He was telling me, I'm like, I had kind of had the same idea. I'm like, well, it makes sense because if I'm paying, we have a rent and I have a rent. Mm-hmm. If I just get a mortgage and it's okay, $1,000, $1,200, and I just have people come live with me, help me mm-hmm. pay the mortgage, like it seems like that's what I should be doing. Like yeah. it seems realistic. You know, there's there's benefits to both and there's a lot of uh, people that I listen to that say don't buy a house if you're not ready. And there's a lot of truth to that because, um, yeah, maybe you're you're – your mortgage might be paid for by your roommates and stuff like that. But what if the roof goes? What if uh, you need a new water heater, yeah. furnace, stuff like that? Uh, you got to have a little extra cash sitting around just in case as an emergency fund for that. So uh, it can turn bad in a hurry if you're not smart about it. Uh, but it's it's definitely a great opportunity for somebody who's prepared to do that. Yeah, I'm just curious on <clears throat> what exposed you to the idea of getting into real estate in the first place because a lot of sophomore college students aren't thinking about that yeah um you know the one i can't say there was one thing that just clicked and i'm gonna do this but i don't know if you guys know dave ramsey listen to dave ramsey at all (laughs) i have a presentation at 355 and i actually talk about him in the presentation too so yeah of course he's awesome dave's the man yes Mm -hmm. so you know how he does his uh like millionaire segments where he goes and him and chris hogan i think they usually get together yeah um commonality among that i was i was listening to these guys and listening to all these different millionaires and um obviously everybody wants to be a millionaire someday who doesn't um and you you start to think and you try to uh, pinpoint commonalities between every person and almost every single one was involved in investing in real estate one way or another whether they had uh, a couple different properties that they were renting out or they had apartment complexes or or whatever it was um but the just that's a commonality that was right. among mm-hmm. all almost every single one of those millionaires was investing in real estate. So if you want to be like somebody, copy them and do what they're doing. <laughs> it's yeah, it's yeah. not rocket science, you know. That's the second person that has said two things: mm. copy somebody, <laughs> and it's not rocket science. Dave Scogan yeah. said that he goes, we literally in his first couple sentences he goes, I just want to say something. Um, I'm the king of stealing ideas. I think we all yeah. need to because someone's success is something that I can bring into my own life and implement. And then he says, all the time he says, it's not rocket science. Yeah. This stuff's mm-hmm. not rocket science. Right. But I, I agree 100%. You know, starting out uh, now as a real estate agent, what do you do? Go call up the top five most successful real estate agents in the area and talk to them. See what they're doing. Copy them. Do it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, yes, there's some 
uh, it takes a while to build a network and to meet people and have a referral business, stuff like that. But if there's somebody you want to be like, just go talk to them. Right. Go knock mm-hmm. on the door. I think we're so afraid to do that. And, yeah. and I, I think the people that really separate themselves, and people aren't willing to understand this and actually do this, but the ones that really separate themselves are the ones that are willing to go the extra mile. Dave Skogan talked about how he would go into Woodman's and wear a hat, hat and sunglasses on a Sunday wait, and really? see what they did well. <laughs> but then he would go in turn and take that and copy them. Yeah. It's not illegal to do no. that. It's, it's finding Smart. your competitive advantage and utilizing it to the best of your ability. Yeah. And, and I think that it's so obvious to do, but people don't want to do it. Yeah. I agree. Well, what he said, too, is a lot of people don't care enough to actually even do that, to That's be proactive about it and do that. You have to want it. And you mentioned even before we started this podcast, before we turned the cameras on, is start with why. Mm-hmm. Like, why are you doing something? Like, it has to be deep. It has to be strong enough to where if you, like, hit adversity or, you know, maybe things aren't going the way that you want them to okay, why are you doing it? If that's not stronger than the adversity that you hate, you're not going to keep doing that. Yeah. So, Yeah, you know, there's there's nothing wrong. Some people want to go to college um, and find a, a corporate job and work nine to five and spend the rest of the night with their family and have a nice house and all these things, which is great, you know. Um, that's just not in my blood. That's not what I see myself mm-hmm. doing. So not for everybody. Um, it, it, it takes a different type of person, and mm-hmm. it's not entrepreneurship is not for everybody. Yeah. And I think you kind of either know or you don't if you're an entrepreneur. You can't kind of half-ass go at it. Right. Um, you you kind of know this is what you're supposed to do. Mm-hmm. So Well, you, you talk about it because it's funny because every entrepreneur or somebody who's in some kind of business aspect in their life, you look back at when they were younger, you kind of see that like, oh, yeah, I want to be in landscaping. <laughs> or, you know, I was trying to you know work and make money. Yeah. It's funny because like I was a kid like making lemonade with my sister on the on the corner and people would drive by and I the cute yeah. little kids and of course people would stop but yeah. it was you kind of have it in your blood and you can see it from a younger age and then over time it kind of develops and, mm-hmm. and obviously it's happening for you where you know you just know that you want to be an entrepreneur you yeah. want to do that you don't want to work nine to five you just you know that yeah it's not something you learn mm-hmm. I think you just know it um, yeah that's that's definitely true um, that's not saying that somebody. Uh, that's out there that's really struggling or going through a hard time and um, that they can't turn their life around and go do something like this. Um, we're in America. It's, right. it's possible that anybody can do it. Well, look so. at um, LHI, um, Don Weber. Mm-hmm. And he came back from, from the military and he was homeless for a few mm-hmm. years. And I, I don't know, I think Chicago, but then he ended up coming back here. And now look at him. I mean, he's built LHI. He's built like rebuilt downtown lacrosse to make yeah. it what it is. Um, he's invested money into the football stadium here with Dave Skogan. I um, mean, anybody else who was a part of that. But you look at somebody who it wasn't all going for him, and all of a sudden he just, you know what? One day it was probably like, I need to do something. Mm-hmm. Doesn't I mean I'm already at rock bottom. I can't go any lower. It, only the way I'm looking is up. Mm-hmm. Yep. So yeah, I think that that's a unique perspective, um, so to say. New perspective. New perspective. <laughs> it's funny, isn't it funny? It happens all the time where I'm able to put that in there, and I'm like, God, that. That sounded perfect. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's so many, like, we talk about it, too. We see it all over the place. Oh, it's so funny. Like, it's like, we'll be texting each other. <laughs> I'll send like, me a Snapchat of a picture on some, like, newsletter or some headline, and it'll literally say, a new perspective, yeah. find your new perspective. <laughs> or just, like, other captions or some something yeah. that other people say. It's just, like, very subtle, but it's yeah. like, 
Oh. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'll be I'll be standing, you know, doing something, and all of a sudden, somebody behind me will say "perspective," and my head just lifts around. It's, <laughs> it, and it's, it's funny, catchy. It's a good name. It's funny because it's probably always it's always been like that. People probably said the word "perspective," but I, yeah. but now I'm focusing on that kind yeah. of stuff, and I think that that's what's really unique is when we start doing something like this. Um, you start focusing on it doesn't need to be the right things. We could be saying the wrong things, but the problem, the good thing is that we're doing something. Yeah. I'm um, putting ourselves up out there and I think we're a little bit vulnerable in some of the stuff we talk about. Um, but that's, that's okay because yeah. I think once we're vulnerable is when things start to happen in a positive way. Mm-hmm. People can relate to that stuff. Absolutely. Uh, I want to talk about from where you're at right now and to where you want to go. What is like, what are the steps that you want to take? Where do you see yourself in maybe five to 10 years from now? Um, well, just starting out as a new agent in lacrosse, um, definitely going to take some time to, to build that business. And, um, yeah, I th- that's definitely going to take some time. I mean, my, my ultimate goal is to, to go from an agent to a landlord to a real estate investor where mm-hmm. somebody else is taking care of fixing the toilet when it breaks and uh, cutting the grass, stuff like that. Initially, it's going to take time. Um, but end goal is to, to be a, an investor and be able to invest in different markets and um, build bigger buildings and do some development, stuff like that. So initially when you bought your first duplex that you're living in right now, mm-hmm. who was handling the maintenance on that? Was that you? Yeah, or? you know, okay. with, with my background with landscaping and um, my grandpa was a carpenter, so mm-hmm. I worked with him when I was little. I'm uh, kind of a good skills jack of all trades. Because instead of finding someone to freelance oh, yeah. and do that, yeah, no, you, you just can't, you know what to do. If you if you don't know how to do the stuff, you you really it, it would not be affordable to yeah. to buy a mm-hmm. home than to pay somebody else to do it. So yeah, I think that that's a really key statement there. Definitely, if you mm-hmm. don't have those yeah. hard skills like that, yeah, um, it's something to think about. I know my my buddy whose mom owns the real estate stuff um, here in Lacrosse and rents for college kids. Um, she asked some of her people, her our skilled labor um, that worked on their houses, if her son Zach. Um, could go and learn some of the skills himself because yeah. it's a really good skill to have, especially if you're going to get in real estate. Yep, definitely. Definitely. Agreed. Yeah, yeah we built a, uh, at that duplex, we built a, a garage in the backyard this summer, so that was pretty cool. Um, had my, my grandpa come up for a week and my dad and a couple other friends come and help, so pretty cool. I enjoy doing that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. But end goal, I don't want to be out sweating at 90 degrees, building garages, right. <laughs> cutting grass, you know. So have you, so obviously you kind of just started. So you, what were you doing before? You were, uh, I was working for a ministry called Kicking Bear. Okay. So Kicking Bear is a, a nationwide ministry uh, founded by Ray Howell. And we go around the country putting on youth camps and youth hunts and taking underprivileged and at-risk kids in the outdoors. And uh, showing them that God's got a purpose for them, and the purpose is for good. That's so, awesome. Yeah. So you so you were doing that, and then now you're transitioning into kind of this real estate thing. The mm-hmm. one one trust, correct? Is yep. that one trust? So I saw. So you invited me to pay, like the page. I liked it. Thank you. Um, <laughs> and then so I was wondering. So as you kind of build your brand in real estate, what are some ways that you're going to be kind of have a competitive advantage on everyone else that's flooding the the lacrosse sure. community? Sure. Um, I just think kind of where I'm at in life. I'm I'm young. I'm ready. I'm I'm a hustler. You know, I'm ready to go. And if somebody wants to buy a house or if they want to sell their house, um, nobody's going to outcompete me. They're just not. Um, there's a lot of veteran real estate agents in this area that have built the referral network, like I talk about. And 
um, they do a really awesome job, but um, they're kind of winding down the end of their career, and um, they do stuff here and there. I'm I'm ready to go, you know. <laughs> well, I so saw I, in your bio you also had said like um, a couple things, and you'd be like, "I'm your guy," and then something yeah, else. I'm yeah, your guy. I didn't read that. Yeah. I, I really I really liked this, <laughs> and then that, and then it said. If you're looking for someone to take some some quick pics of yeah. your house and stick a for or stick a sign in your yard, I'm, I'm not, not your guy. guy. <laughs> <laughs> and after in your bio, like I just said, I don't know how I'm gonna do it, but this guy is coming to talk to us <laughs> because it's cool. But well, I appreciate you guys having me here. It's it's an honor um, to be invited to something where you guys yeah. like Dave Scogan and yeah. uh, to be on the same podcast. So yeah, I, I, cool. I mean, I that, what I was gonna also get into is it's it's really good marketing for you too. I mean, mm-hmm. obviously once you make the video and edit, it, we'll be like, hey, like if you put it out there and I think when people view it, it, it also looks good for you because you're taking the time to come talk to two mm-hmm. college kids yeah. and don't know. Sure. They're can't do it. Their I, I was just a college kid too. So, <laughs> so, so you get it. But yeah. um, so I was going to say like, have you thought about, um, I see a lot of people, we know a guy um, named Justin Spaulding. He works, uh, he's in the Milwaukee area, I think. He went okay. to Dubuque. Okay. Um, our head coach, uh, Mike Schmidt, put us on to him because um, he coached at Dubuque um, with sure. Justin Spaulding. So he's in real estate. He kind of is a guy that I think you're looking to um, be like. I think okay. you should check him out too, Justin okay. Spaulding. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, so what he does, I think that's really effective, is he uses his phone or camera and he creates content, real estate content that he puts out there for people. Mm-hmm. I started following him and I think it was like early December and he had like 2,500 followers. And today, I just looked actually, he has 10,000, really? like 500. Bam. Because he's just put out really good content, really quality content mm-hmm. every day. And it's something that he did every day, mm-hmm. um, even if it was a couple small things. But he found a way to use social media to his advantage that I think that so many people are willing to grasp because mm-hmm. we're always on our phone. Yep. It doesn't matter what time Everybody's of the day. addicted. Yeah. I mean, it's, yeah, but it's, it's, I think it's a good addiction, and for some people it's a bad yeah, addiction. It could be a good addiction. Okay, so, but I, I mean, I it's think good that, for business if you're going to yeah, build that image. Yeah. yeah, you can definitely use that to for your advantage, that. 100%. Yeah. So he's he's really used that effectively, and I think that, I'm not saying like, oh, you should do that, but like, yeah. it's something to definitely look into, because I think people Absolutely. hold on to it. I, Absolutely. Does he just have a personal account, or does he have a business account as well? He uses his personal Instagram account and stuff like okay, that. Okay, that's what I thought. Yeah. Cool. I'll but, check him out for sure. Yeah, yeah. you should. Yeah, but. I think it's just so it's so efficient to kind of use social media to your advantage, especially when it's it comes to real estate. Doing. People are always going to be looking for somewhere to live. Um, it's funny. I talked to somebody when I was working out today. We talked about um, I was talking about how I was going to meet with you, and we we're going to talk about real estate and stuff like that, and how you had um, got your first property when you were in, in college, a sophomore. He's like, "Man, that's crazy," and I'm like, "Yeah, it is." Um, but we talked about how um, I lost my I lost my train of thought. Let's talk about <laughs> how he bought his duplex a sophomore year. Yeah, I know, but we were talking. Oh my god! <laughs> we'll I was come, just so passionate. We'll, I was like, I'm just we'll come back to that. I I'm kind of curious on your experience at this ministry yeah. ministry um, because that is a completely different avenue than real estate. Yeah. But I feel like you learned a lot of things there, just like people skills and like like just cool things. So I kind of want you to go over that and your experience there. You know, it's easy for somebody to say that God's calling them to a ministry. Um, for those that are Christians, we understand that we we want to try to listen to what God's calling is mm-hmm. for us. Um, and before Kicking Bear, I, I felt as I was being called a Kicking Bear. Mm-hmm. It's a little harder for somebody to say that they're being called out of ministry. Uh, it just is. It just doesn't sound. Why would God call somebody away from ministry? Right. Um, and that's just kind of how I personally felt 
Um, Kicking Bear is an awesome, awesome ministry, and there was uh, no personal issues or anything like that. Uh, but I, I felt like my purpose was something else. Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe that God putting Kicking Bear in my life during that season, right. there was a Taught purpose you. for that too. Right. Um, and it brought me humility. And I, I met some really, really, really awesome people through that ministry. Uh, it was, it, I mean, it was an awesome experience. I, mm-hmm. I wouldn't, I wouldn't take it back at all. So. That's super cool. Yeah. Awesome. I can't think of what I was talking about. But I, <laughs> I don't know. You know what the cool thing is? Is it's authentic and organic, and we're going to capture it. And I'm not going to edit it out at all because you know what? We all make we all That's mess true. up and That's whatever. Yeah. Um, but no, I really, we really appreciate you taking the time to come talk to appreciate us. Absolutely. I mean, I'm just excited. After every we finish talking to everybody, we just say, hey, like it's cool because. You don't know where a relationship like this could go in five, mm-hmm. ten years. Like you know, mm-hmm. I think that that's cool. And it's just you guys' houses. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, I think it's just a, it's a good connection to have, and every connection we make is one that we didn't have yesterday. Great. 